back to the low life podcast this is your host coin ops mcgillicuddy and i am uh missing a couple of folks today due to scheduling issues and a kind of an ongoing insurgent situation i'm gonna be recording alone but i have a special guest uh if you remember last week whilst talking about cyberpunk 2077 i said this i think it should be pointed out though that cd project red is you know based in Poland and we we do need to yeah. address the uh the socio-political environment climate that yeah in Poland. It's not to make an excuse for them but it might be harder for them to kind of engage in this stuff with that like a very anti-LGBTQ like administration for those you know yeah. like it, like terrifying I wish I wish we knew more about that interaction who has to like if is there like media approval are there steps that they have to go through etc cetera, etc cetera. because I know like the people of Poland pretty much not cool with that you know like they're they're like yeah they're hiding friends at the moment you know they're doing desperate fucking terrifying things to keep their loved ones safe yeah and then you know this game kind of comes out of the country and it's just there's certain things that I don't know if they were going to be able to grasp. Mm. Like the fact that they mention it might actually kind of be dangerous for them. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. So it turns out a friend of mine called me up a listener of the program and said that he had a friend named Mr. Zed. I would like you all to welcome Mr. Zed to the Low Life Podcast. Hi, everyone. So, uh, Mr. Zed lives in Poland, and he's going to address uh, some of the things that I did not know at the time, This uh, about a week and a half ago. Um, how are you doing? How are things? I'm fine. I, I'm, I just hope that 2021 will be a little bit better than 2020. And I feel like we had, at least between Poland and the United States, we had politically charged year, which will be interesting yeah. to compare and, and talk about the situation and the mentions that you did in, in your last podcast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's going to be great. That's very illuminating stuff. That's why I called this episode Enhance Enhance. It's kind of like that, you know, that scene in Blade Runner where he's like tapping on the keyboard and the thing just keeps zooming into that piece of that picture. Yeah. Anyway, that's just me. So, uh, yeah, let's dive into it. Uh, first, uh, top off of my head here is, uh, you know, was CD Projekt Red developing Cyberpunk 77 under the same sort of government, like over the entire eight years? So, I think they did because the, the current president just had had its second turn started last year and i think they they are at, they want to go for the third turn in the in the government as well so throughout the cycle of the cyberpunk they 
did were under the same governments. Okay. All right. All right. Like, uh, has there been any change, I guess, like in the tenor of the government? Like, has there been a shift at all? So a shift, um, them getting a little bit shittier, in my opinion, does it count? (laughs) That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Um, so it was a little bit because like the the governing party, like this is the weird combination of, of how I try to describe the government to, to people outside of Poland. Okay. They are a little, so they are conservative, they are Catholic, but they are socialists. So I try to sum, sum them up and sum them up as conservative socialist Catholics. Okay. Which makes no sense. Like this combination is so weird. Yeah, I'm trying to do the math and I don't, I don't know how to add that up. <laughs> so, so they hide behind religion a lot with all of the decisions that they want to uh, make, the, the, the bills they introduce, the laws they change. They also introduce a lot of socialist uh, programs. So it's like, like uh, introduced a few years ago, something called Family Plus. Okay. Uh, so you get money from the government for having children. Okay. So that's introduced like like the lower uh, earning side of the electorate, like the voters, they, they want some votes there. Okay. Uh, and they hide it behind being pro-family movement. Okay. So this is the part of it. And they also are against sexual education in schools because it's not religious enough. So you're getting there with a socialist and Catholic at the same time. Okay. All right. And conservative because of the religion, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was raised Catholic. Um, it's there, there you go. It's, it's very, you know, buttoned down, uh, very proper, uh, don't use certain words kind of nonsense. And I don't know. So the, the recent, the recent development with, uh, what they did. So one, one, really controversial thing going on right now in our country is so whenever you are stopped by police and they try to fine you or ticket you you can just refuse the ticket right so then it goes through the court and the police has to as an organization they have to prove it uh, in front of a judge that you actually should get the ticket so now they want to roll back this law so Mm. you cannot refuse a ticket or a fine, and you have to go through the court, which uproared a lot of people in Poland right now because it sounds it's it's unconstitutional for them, it's unjust for them, and so on. So this is one of the controversies of the current government that happened within the last few days, basically. That's the idea of being able to tell a police officer, "No, I don't want the ticket. I'll see you in court." Seems almost hysterically absurd to me, like. They're going to give you the ticket, whether you take it from them or not, that ticket will be on the record. Like you're not, you go to court, I guess, if you want to contest it, but that ticket yeah, but is just the, like a permanent thing. That's crazy. It's sort of like that. So you get a court summons for that ticket. Okay. Okay. So you don't get the ticket. You aren't fined right away, but you have to go to the court. So, so police has to go through the procedure and that was a normal thing. Like you get court summons, right. you get subpoenas or whatever, you show up in the court and you defend yourself but right, now right. they want to turn like you will be subpoenaing police like an organization in poland to prove that you're innocent like this part is a little bit weird okay 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 i think i understand now 
that's, uh, I can't. Everything is getting so like authoritarian, it seems, um, all over. You know what I mean? There's this like kind of, it's a constant slight ratcheting. There's an extra level, but it never comes back any. And it's to what end? I just don't, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, it's like 2020 didn't, haven't finished yet. No. It's still no. calling us from the grave. I was going to say, what, what is this? December 44th, uh, 2020. It's just, it doesn't seem to end, man. <laughs> <sighs> So anyway, here, yeah, no, uh, it's oh, this is going to get heavy over and over again. So let's jump back to like, all right, CDPR. Um, what, what's their reputation like kind of in Poland? How do people see them as a company? So, so in, in general, I feel like they are seen, they are perceived like this, this golden boy, like this perfect example of uh, self-made millionaires, like the company that started small out of their trunk of their car and became the, the big name, big international name. So right. a lot of Polish people are proud of this company. Like we have our brand that is recognized everywhere. Mm-hmm. And this is like something that something really happy that happened over the last few years with Witcher 3 and this way to export Polish culture which is a little bit weird because the the game itself is based a lot of many uh, mythologies. It's not that straight Slavic uh, mythos there. It's everything else from Nordic to whatever uh, that the author came up with. So that was like this, and, and Cyberpunk being such a big tabletop game, that's really um, made people think about, be proud of it, basically. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it is a hell of a story. Wasn't a, their start like they 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 did? Uh, oh God, what was it? Um, I love the games, Baldur's Gate or something like that. They like brought it to Poland and then repackaged it and put maps and all kinds of bonus stuff in the boxes. Wasn't that like at the very beginning, something along those lines? I think they did. They they I think they did start with translations. I think. Yeah, yeah. I remember. So they that. were lo- localizing games. And then they were trying to to uh, release them in the country, and I re- remember like the studios. Uh, one of the CEOs, I think Marcin Iwinski, right? Mm-hmm. So he did explain like like when they were starting, he didn't did an interview. So like they they had those small cars, and they had ev- they sold everything that they had just to start CD Projekt. Right. Yeah. You know, it it is noteworthy. It is a hell of a, an accomplishment to come from that to this, you know, to even, you know, let, let's back up to like before everything happened with Cyberpunk, you know, like they were this like, we can get it done. And uh, they, they really did a lot from the buggy kind of launch of Witcher 3. You know, they did a lot to kind of restore everyone's faith. Um, it's like we, we don't love Roach because that horse goes exactly where it wants, you know, we want it to go all the time, you know, like yeah. it has a personality, you know, and it's it just, it, it was a beloved game. People that spent, you know, hundreds of hours on it and everything. There was all this goodwill even globally, you know, as well for CDPR. Um, I mean, do they have much com- competition in Poland? I mean, they do. Like, for example, you should know that uh, another studio called Techland, they made Call of Juarez series. 
Oh my god! They yeah. did Dying Light. It's also the same Techland studio. You have okay. people. People can fly. Who did Painkiller, and then they were working with uh, the Gears of War studio. Like they did. I think they 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 developed Gears of War Judgment. Okay. All right. All right. So so we have a few recognized studios around here. Oh yeah. Who did uh, Observer? Observer's Polish, isn't it? Yeah, I th- I forgot the name of the CEO, but they are Polish as well. So they did Observer, and they are they had a previous one. Yeah, I can't remember. It was a, I don't like a straight horror, I think. The studio that made uh, what was Shadow Warrior one and two. It's also a Polish. Oh, kick studio. ass! Right on. Those are fun. <laughs> Those are very fun. <laughs> so, so there are a few recognizable names around Poland when it comes yeah. down. S- a Sniper Ghost Warrior, another Polish game. Gotcha. Okay. Big fun, big fan of uh, slow mo bullet time headshots. That's that's good stuff. <laughs> um, so, like, I mean, just saying all of that stuff. I, you know, I, I was going to ask, like, does has the government ever like engaged in hardcore censorship f- with regards to say like video games, you know, or um, media in general? Like, how restrictive is the art that comes out? Because like even even here, for example, like we have the Motion Picture Association of America and they will limit like how many seconds of a penis can be on screen and never, ever show a woman's orgasm. And that's like considered good. You know, it's bizarre. But you can say one F word in a PG-13 movie. Exactly. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Precisely. And it can't be referring to the sex act. It just has to be like an adjective or something. Oh, God, I didn't know about this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. <laughs> See, uh, we're way past PG. No, so no, so that that, that was the first one. <laughs> no oh, curse okay. words so far. So we so, are still on track to be PG thirteen. Sweet. <laughs> oh man, but anyway, yeah, no. So, is there any like kind of restriction along those lines? So, um, the, supposedly there is no astri- artistic expression restrictions in Poland. Okay. But there is always a but, right? Every, yes. every, everyone has a but. Yes. Um, so in this situation, is like they do not influence uh, too much. They don't influence arts too much or enough. You have, of course, the uh, government supporters, artists who do okay. some works for them and they are really pro-government. You have people who are against. But the biggest problem right now with arts in Poland is when it comes to uh religion so if someone has their what's the expression for like the uh, offended the religious feelings oh blasphemy <laughs> so it's not even blasphemy so one of the issues that one of the artists had had so there was the, this picture of uh, maria and everything holding baby jesus and everything and Instead of the, the, the halo that they had, like being this golden background, they did replace the halo with a rainbow flag. Oh, okay. And that got uh, uh, not prosecuted, but they were accused of uh, blasphemy and um, offending religious feelings. I think it's it's like I think it's religious feelings in Poland. I, like, yeah. I, I know there's like a better word for it and I'm just, yeah. it's, it's, I, I can find a better phrase for it. But yeah, so this, this kind of like those people will get 
uh, accused, prosecuted, like put in front of the judge. They all had to have to defend themselves. And there was also like a few like profanity years. charges. Yes, sort of, sort of like that. Yeah, they tried um, doing that here with a bunch of comedians over the years. <laughs> and this one, this one got interesting because we also had a few times where someone made a meme out of the previous president. Okay. They got they got prosecuted for. Uh, what what's the word for like when you um, try to like you say some bad things about the person which oh, are like uh, def- defamation, defamation. Or libel yeah 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 like defamation libel so they did charge a guy with this and he had to pay the fine I, I don't remember because it was a few years back so right, they right. do pull stuff like that but when it comes to video games I think they are too old to get video games that's good. <laughs> they will do get like oh listen this is about you but this is not explicitly me so why should i care right because right. the nuance is not uh not understood properly by them got you right man that's insane because <laughs> I, I don't think that we've ever really had any band but i do remember there was like i think konami was going to make that seven days in fallujah game and um they, it just immediately there was backlash, you know, because it was a real battle and people like knew the names of the people. It was, it was just like a little bit too close to, you know, we like to keep our work goofy with like a CGI Ronald Reagan uh, acting all badass as if he, you know, and being so pristine as well. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I knew that you would react this way. That trailer, man. I was like, really, man? I was alive for that. You're really banking on these kids not being alive for that. You know, like, that's some, ugh, Ronnie. Watch that Genesis video with the puppets, the Land of Confusion. That's, that'll get you up to speed. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Okay. See, now, my whole reason for making the statement um, about, like, not knowing anything about, like, the situation in, uh, you know, like, Poland with regards to the game being, like, such a blind spot for me was because I was really wondering about, like, the anti-trans tweet situation that had happened. Like this story. (laughs) Yes, this story. Uh, But, like, you know, I had a lot of questions about that. Like, was it a third-party social media firm that did it or was it in-house? You know, were they like part of CDPR that did it and they had like the backing of everybody or where they were? I want to know why that happened, because it didn't seem punk, I guess. <laughs> or, or was punk. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will. I will just explain myself in a second. I don't want to yeah. come off like like I support that that joke and everything because it was really tasteless and insensitive. Oh, yeah. Um so I, I feel like because um, even though LGBT issues in, in Poland in general are getting more prominence and the representation starts to matter more and more, I still think we as a nation like uh, lack perspective on those issues. So in a sense, like when you have something that started to go around initially at some point in, let's say, North America or UK or whatever as a stupid joke, like this assume my gender situation that they, yeah. they did. But yeah. it passed really fast. Like like this joke got really old and got really offensive like right away. I don't know, was it around like for one year, maybe? Maybe. In, ter- in terms of yeah. memes, it's still a lot, but 
I think at that time, uh, it was a little bit early in the development for uh, Cyberpunk. So uh-huh. I, I think that could have been somehow someone in-house. Okay. Because okay. I don't think a good PR agency would make that joke. Okay. All right. Especially for an English-speaking uh, account, like that was a tweet in English, and it was during yeah. I think it was during like E three or something. Yeah, yeah. Like there was there was a lot of attention on him, and yeah. it's it's like oh, bud, wrong move. Like ah, don't ah. I have so many problems with it because of just what cyberpunk is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like how large it is, how much it actually includes. That like how why would you do that? I get. I mean, it's that like argument about edginess over like actually being entertainment. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can use edginess to kind of push a point to a certain degree, but eventually like there has to be a point and you have to understand that not everybody's going to take that joke the same way kind of stuff, you know, like, I don't know. It's, but you also have to understand the phrase itself, right? right. So if you know uh, how to use a certain joke, like probably there would be a way to use it a little bit better or use something different with a similar message. Right. But you have to know the phrase in English or, 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 or the word or, or a slang or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, uh, like trying to explain to a Polish teenager that they shouldn't sing out loud any words from, uh, from hip hop songs, like it, it won't translate because they don't understand it. So I think at that point, like a Polish person thought it was a funny joke because maybe that meme was popular at the time in Poland. I don't know. And they yeah. just thought, Oh, it's a, it's a quick response. I will be edgy and everything. And it just came off wrong. Oh, it totally came off. It, it cost them some real grief too. I mean, didn't they, they doubled down and then they like deleted it, I believe. I think it was something like that. They tried to double down, but they, I don't remember that they ever apologized for it. Yeah, same, same. Like, you know, just add that on top of like the shit show of the game and its release and everything else, you know, that has happened. But wasn't that like five years ahead of the release? Yeah. It was like a few years ago. It's not a recent thing. So I wanted well, but- to make it like, you know, uh, uh, apparent that it's it didn't happen around the release of the game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, you know, that I think that was kind of one of the things that kind of kicked it down the anticipation list for me. Yeah. It was just like, oh, these guys are just doing this crap and blah, blah, In fact, I probably wouldn't have picked the game up if it wasn't for, like, doing this podcast, to be honest. I would have waited. I don't like to get games when they come out. I like to let them get a couple patches in them first and, you know, get their stuff sorted out. Exactly. And I ended up, you know, playing a neon-lit mashed potato game. So, like, it's just everything looked like mashed potatoes, man. It's, <laughs> I won't let like it go. Sounds like a college dream. I, uh, maybe that's what I, I got that on my mind. <laughs> you know, we so, found out we have an experimental pierogi restaurant around here, and I am dying to know what that means. Experimental? Yeah. Like a uh, crab rangoon pierogi. Does this sound like a travesty? They have a uh, cheesesteak and a Chicago hot dog pierogi. I'm dying to know what this means. I mean, cheesesteak, like. <sighs> Um, with pierogies is basically you have a dough with filling you can make it sweet you can make it savory it's it's your choice but if you try to make it into polish pierogies like if they don't have anything mentioned poland or polish cuisine or something that they are 
true to the heart or at, at heart Polish pierogies. Like, no. <laughs> I, yeah, I looked at the menu. The closest thing they have is a stuffed baked pota- potato. So it has like <laughs> bacon and chives in it. I don't know, man. It sounds like it's one of those things that you're just like, it's going to bother me until I try one. You know how it is. <laughs> you yeah. have to let me know. Oh, I will. I will. I will keep you posted, sir. Okay. So uh, what do gamers in Poland kind of think about the marketing? Like it's pretty much global. Is it pretty much the same as everybody or like... It's this one like marketing for for cyberpunk was at least we could say it was done really good way like they did hype the game up a lot okay right it was like it was in Poland and I think it was the same in US right oh yeah so the interesting part is like initially at least why we talk about that uh, assume my gender controversy I think at that time they tried to did it with their in-house marketing but the few and I will all uh, knock off the PG-13 fuck-ups they had in the marketing. Right on. <laughs> uh, they did uh, move to an international, at least that would be my move as a, as a company, to find an agency that has international partnership mm-hmm. partnerships around Poland. And I think they did that because we did have uh, some news coming out from Latin America. I don't remember which country. <laughs> yeah. That the marketing agency did something stupid for cyberpunk and the company that did the marketing stunt will be fined some 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 money for it i don't Holy know crap. if you've heard about well, this. no i did not hear about that so they there was like some some rule in the country in the, in the city or the country itself as well that the law was about designing the public space so everything had to be approved and certain types of advertisements they couldn't be done so they did a mural a size of a building like I think they do like in LA in Figueroa um, a hotel, like they have those three buildings, right? And they yeah. on the sides usually. So they did something like that, but that was against the law. Oh, so no. the marketing okay. agency doing that was fined. And then again, CD, uh, Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red were in the news because of that bar, bad marketing stunt. Oh man. Well, like, like, like this week. What was it an image of? Like, was it just like some giant, you know, because, you know, CD, you know, Cyberpunk has had this dong uh, clipping through the clothes, (laughs) you know, problem. (laughs) It wasn't just like a building sized uh, dick, like hanging up, you know. No, I don't think so. That was just a a picture of uh, of, uh, main character V, like the male version of V on the side of the building. Oh, okay. With his same one as on the cover. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, bizarre. So, so everybody now is like everywhere, super hyped about this game coming out. How? What was the Polish reception like when the game came out? What? What? What was like the reaction? What everyone say? You mean the weird uh, NDA, <laughs> NDA tied uh, review codes that were not allowing <laughs> to talk about bugs and console versions or exactly. general opinions? <laughs> Well, but yeah, general, when people actually just like the average gamer gets their hands on this game, they go home, they put it in their, you know, system or they download it and they boot it up and then they comment online. Like, what are they saying online now? So, so maybe I will start with mine. Yes. Okay. <laughs> as, as a Polish gamer. This is Mr. Zed's review of Cyberpunk yeah, maybe, maybe not, not Impressions because I've played for like six hours, but okay. we, we, we will get to that point in a second. So sure. first, first thing that pissed me off is when I put a game and there is the day one patch. Okay, yeah. they they can happen, like it's okay. But when I saw that the 
install size of a game is like 117 gigabytes. And then I have to download that 47 gigabytes day one patch. Like seriously, like dudes, like seriously. Like, did you finish this? (laughs) So I downloaded the patch, I put on the game and I got sucked in in the world. Like I loved the world a lot. And then the, the, the bugs and crashes started to happen because I do play on PS4, so I have a PS4 Pro with an SSD drive. So I was a little bit better off than my friend and a little bit better off than you (laughs) because we talked about this one a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah. So, but I just gave up like after four hours, constant crashes, buggy quests and everything. And I was pissed off because it was like my, because I love The Witcher. I love... The Witcher so much. I've platinumed this game three times. I have three editions of the game to have three platinums on my PlayStation profile. <laughs> like seriously, I managed. So quickest one, I managed to platinum uh, for the third time when I was platinuming Witcher. I managed to do it within four weeks. Holy crap, man! And no, it wasn't platinuming. Sorry, one hundred percent because I did it with the expansions as well. Mm, oh my god i was skipping all of the, the uh, dialogues because i knew everything by heart by but by that time but i did it in four weeks oh that's incredible <laughs> i so still haven't finished the dlc actually i gotta get on that i don't know wait which one did you finish didn't you I did, finish i just finished the main story and i have the dlc but i never like sat down and i was just so happy with the game you know what i mean it was like I don't need more yet. I'm going to take a break. You know. Oh God. You will. You will love Blood and Wine then. Uh, okay. It's awesome. so nice. It's it could be like a separate game in my opinion. Nice. It's an well, expansion you... that takes like 30 hours to finish. It's a game. That's amazing. Yeah. So I recommend trying uh, Hearts of Sound. Not so much. It's still good, but it's not as good as as Blood and Wine. Right on. Uh, so coming back to the, so I gave up and then I started to talk with my friends and all of us were a little bit, uh, skeptical with cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. So we were started talking about, oh, because it's an FPS game. Oh, because they are trying to do a, a shooter mm-hmm. or we were afraid that it will be a looter shooter, like Borderlands, for example. So, so we are afraid that it will be a little bit parody of itself than the serious game that they were gunning. Sorry. They were gunning for. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the the unbelievable thing happened. Like, it was actually good. It was gritty. The dialogues were were interesting. It was as as engaging as a good action movie, and especially with the sci-fi settings. But the bugs and the missing systems in the game, like the police spawning behind you. Yeah. (laughs) And at the same time, on the the other side of... So this is a conversation that I had with my friends. Like... Mm -hmm. You can so we had a conversation about the issues with the game. So he and he knew how much I loved The Witcher, mm-hmm. and he told me like you can recognize a, a person who enjoys the games versus a fanboy, because he had two friends at work, one playing on PS4 and one playing on PC, mm-hmm. and they were just dismissing any critique of the game. Oh geez, yeah, like they were drinking the Kool Aid so hard. With with C, with CD uh, with Cyberpunk and with CD Projekt and how awesome it is and how the bugs are funny they just bring more enjoyment like, like dude seriously like what the hell are you talking about I I can understand that to a certain degree because I I keep chipping away at it you know and chipping away at it like I finished the main story it, like I'm about a I've got like 108 hours in it because I'm at this point where there's 
these things I need to finish. And they're absurdly difficult because uh, the one mechanic is like a boxing mechanic. And there are people you have to box in the city. And I get in there and they just beat the living hell out of me. And I'm maxed out. Like, I don't, I don't know how I'm supposed to beat these people. I do barely any damage when I hit them. Like, I have no idea. This is broken. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel fair to me. And it's just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I need to play other games at the moment. That's all there is to it. I think my, <laughs> I think I've done my time. I don't need to go back and <laughs> ever look at it again. But then I can't delete it because I didn't get the refund for it. Ah, anyway, sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, God. But yeah, so... so but you cannot respect your character in, in, in Cyberpunk, right? No, there is a way. You have to find one specific vendor. I can't remember who it is. And you pay them 100,000, you know, eddies. And you can apparently respect your character that way. Okay. Okay. So at least there is that. Maybe you would have to respect the character to go through the boxing uh, side, side quests. I might have to. Yeah. But now I have to earn 100,000 eddies. And it's not easy when you've finished almost everything else. <laughs> I just have to murder people and take their money going forward. That's literally where I'm at. I don't have anything to do. I mean, <sighs> that's cyberpunk, right? I guess so. I mean, and this is not an endorsement again. You know, this 108 hours has been more of like an archaeological exploratory thing where I've just been picking it apart and seeing the hundreds of ways it just could have been finished and just wasn't, you know, like in disconnected systems it's just there's a lot going on there that yeah so the, the police one like this is the, the the one that's missing for me the most like police spawns be behind you when you mm -hmm. commit a crime that that's that's insane and they were showing like you can bribe police like in the materials mm -hmm. prior to the release like two years before and yeah. it, it felt like they cut so much content from the game just yeah. to meet the release date yeah it needed to cook a little longer. And this, that, the funny thing too is, you know, the cop shows up behind you and they immediately start shooting. You no, know, like as soon as you get, you know, a warrant and you're not driving and moving, the cops appear. <laughs> What's funny about that though, is you can get on a car and literally make two turns and they're gone. You know, it doesn't, it's not like, you know, the, the crazy chases you have on like GTA online or something like that, where it just goes and goes and goes for minutes. Um, or you can use the, 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 the one, uh, hack, quote unquote, that they found that if you apply certain uh, certain mods and you just uh, bunny hop the character, you move so fast that the cars do not spawn at all. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. <I'm, laughs> it doesn't surprise me that it exists, though. I mean, you could basically tell me like, okay, there's this bug where a hot dog vendor will suddenly levitate for 20 minutes. But if you wait in the 20 minute and first second after that, he will drop down and hand you a hot dog. Then I would do that i would find that thing and see you know what the i would want to find like a vendor with hot dogs that he will he can sell you that will one shot kill everyone oh my god <laughs> that would be an awesome bug to have any video game well my, my favorite one is turning around and watching a car just like when, when you go to buy cars i don't know i mean at this moment when i go to buy a car when i get to the car it's submerged it like this the wheels are submerged in the ground and then when i buy it it pops up and sits on top of the pavement my old car behind me when i turn around to look at it will then spawn and jump into the air and then land because this just happened to my motorcycle it, it jumps and it flips in the air and then it lands perfectly like it it doesn't fall over or anything it's like the kickstand pops out and i'm like what the fuck is this game like <laughs> 
I, I think I managed to save that clip. I'm going to stitch a bunch of them together at some point um, because I have a lot. <laughs> yeah. So many. <sighs> so, so in general, let's say gamers, we were disappointed by the quality. Like if, if the game was delivered like with, with the patches, with the fixes, so we wouldn't see that the, issues that you had and my friend just painfully played through it on ps4 because he liked like the base one because he liked the game so much and i he sent me a few screens like i asked him like how can you be still playing this like how and then when they released the hotfix 105 yeah and he said oh now now it's playable on base ps4 or something like dude it shouldn't be playable it's it should be a game that you enjoy to play not right. force yourself yeah yeah yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's, I guess I had that perverse sort of fun with it where I did enjoy the bugs and stuff because I've literally never, it's a cornucopia. It's a nonstop parade of just goofy shit happening constantly. Yeah. Like if that's what you're looking for, oh yeah, well, it's an engine that is doing nothing but churning it out. But I'm not going to like defend it and be like, no, this is an awesome experience. It isn't. It isn't. I'm making the most of spending like 60 bucks before this game was ready to be released that's all i'm doing it's it's like stockholm syndrome but without the ass kissing you know what i mean i think it's a little bit worse yeah i'm just trying to extract any enjoyment from it and it just happens to be goofy enough (laughs) that it just keeps giving me things and i'm like all right all right that's that's bizarre as hell cool cool but it's not a victory you know (laughs) like and it's a little bit so so the weird part and why why am i saying like so so bad mouthing cyberpunk so much it's because for example like for example it's it it boils down to the price of video games in poland this is okay. also an interesting part okay. so for example the exchange rate usually for polish people if you aren't like middle class or upper upper middle class mm-hmm. the exchange rate just fucks us over without any mm-hmm. uh, lubricant, like nothing. Right, right, right. So when you come down to that and you have to pay the same price, like one-to-one the same price as a French person, mm-hmm. but your purchasing power over currency is much lower. Mm-hmm. So we try to select the games, like I know that it will be a good title. I know I trust this company. I know sure. I will enjoy it. Right, so. Right. Uh, CD Projekt, they built that trust with The Witcher and the expansions because they were so awesome. So many people, oh, it's a safe bet to pre-order a game. It's not Ubisoft. It's not EA. There won't be microtransactions. I can take additional days off before Christmas to play it. And I think many people were so much disappointed by that because it's so expensive to buy, especially uh, console versions of the games. What does it end up like uh, costing? So it's the same like in in in, in France is like sixty sixty five euros, but it's in a Polish currency. Oh, but then okay. you okay. have a situation when you have a person in France earning two thousand euros and paying for a sixty euro game, and in Poland you have a guy earning like two hundred two thousand zlotys, but paying two hundred sixty zlotys for a game. Got you. So it's All a right. much bigger chunk of your salary or or your like disposable income to do the same as, as a person in France, for example. It's definitely much more of an investment than you almost can't be a casual gamer. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't, you can't just kind of I blow 60 bucks on a football game every year, both kinds of football. <laughs> so and by the, football. The, the packs as well. 
Oh, yeah, Jesus. Oh, wait, why? Why? Anyway. Oh. You mentioned football. <laughs> and I mentioned EA. That was the natural course of a conversation. Exactly. <laughs> to complain about this shit. The circle is complete. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let me ask you this then. Is there any, like, recent news, like, in the last few days, uh, like, coming out of Poland? I, I heard something about a lawsuit, maybe, or... Oh. Um, so, yeah. So the one we mentioned already with the marketing agency, that CD Projekt was mentioned already because of the painting on the on the building, the painting of V on the building. Yes. The other one that started to go around. So we have our own consumer production watchdog in in in, in Poland. So they were looking into, they were investigating the premiere of uh, Cyberpunk. And they already are aware that the delivered product was subpar quality, and they are following up on the on the promises of CD Projekt Red, and if they will, uh, if they are on schedule, if they are not lying to the customer, but because of the issues with the game, and if they do not deliver, the watchdog organization may fine them up to ten percent of their annual revenue. Holy shit. So it it's getting serious. Nothing they, they weren't fined yet. Nothing like that happened, but they are being investigated. So it's a little bit a scary situation when someone can charge you this much, especially when they <laughs> sold so many copies on day one of, of release date of Cyberpunk, right? Yeah. I mean, wasn't the budget for the game something like 300 and some million euros? It was... It's it was ridiculous. 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 Like, I don't think anything has ever cost that much to make. You know what I mean? Like, it's insane. <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I think. What happened? Oh, what happened? Oh, what are they going to do? Like, how do you think this is going to play? You think this is going to, they're going to pull a No Man's Sky? Or is this going to be like... I mean, they did pull a little bit of a No Man's Sky with The Witcher, right? So they did revamp the whole inventory. They added new functionality to the map. They fixed a ton of uh, bugs. They they, they are even releasing a free copy or a free upgrade for the PS4, uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, they did mention that out of the gate. Yeah. I I think they they would pull it because uh, we, we have... Uh, that experience, but the the, prob- the bigger problem here is, I think, the issue with the reputation because they were the, the golden boy, right? They were the, the perfect game developer. They were promising no crunch and everything. And oh, the second one, I forgot because there were two things that I that I wanted to mention on on this topic. Yes. The, have you seen CEO's apology video that was released yesterday? I saw that it came up. I hadn't actually um, watched it. I was going to like kind of wait, and then I forgot to do it before we talked. But wh- okay, oh tell, fill me God. in. What's up? So this is this is such a bad corporate apology. Okay. Like this is so many. So of, of course, it's it's nice to have a CEO show up and own up to the mistakes, right? Because he puts his name out there. So it's a nice touch. But the way he discusses the the issues, because he's apologizing for the quality of the of the game, he's apologizing and he's explaining what led up to such a terrible release and how they downplayed base console versions and how they did bet everything that they will be able to fix with the day one patch. 
that that yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. the the situation and they uh mentioned covid and working from home as an issue and lagging in the testing department mm -hmm. as well but the problem is like how much did you test the game like if you put it on yourself for two hours mm -hmm. like you as a ceo you would notice what the fuck is wrong with this game like why isn't that shitty state so i don't believe half of the shit he said he said yeah. Yeah. i believe into the roadmap i believe that they can pull no man's sky on this game mm -hmm. but i don't um i i don't i don't believe that apology like it's like another corporate shtick right. basically okay okay yeah there's a lot of that non-apology apology business going on these days you know the the i'm sorry you're offended of apologies kind of thing <laughs> yeah but the one nice thing that he actually said he said like he's like said please cause Consumer, I'm I'm uh, paraphrasing, so it's not a verbatim quote. So please do not blame our teams. Please do not blame our developers. Yeah. Blame the people on top. This was our decision to release the game in the state. Oh, and the shitty thing that they that he said about crunch that there will be no mandatory crunch. Right. But this is so ambiguous. Like, okay, you will not force people, but it will be nice to see you. Oh, performance. Reviews are around the corner. Right, you exactly. refuse crunch time, like voluntary crunch time. Yep, yep, yep. Well, you know, it looks a little better that, you know, Homeboy over here did 27 hours of crunch time and you did, what, 15? Mm -hmm. And yeah. you fixed 20 bugs. You fixed only 11 within the last week. Do you right. think it should impact your performance review? Uh, I feel like this is, like, internally, this is how it will look like. This is my feeling, at least. Well, you know what? It doesn't, it, it sounds like that exact same thing doesn't really sound, you know, like it's endemic to one nation or another. That sounds just like the industry itself is running the same plot. You know, it, uh, you hear about this here all the time with dozens and dozens of these like releases. But how can Nintendo do that? Like without crunch, without anything, and they release such awesome game. How did Hades? Yeah. Oh, got yeah. released and they yeah. they did zero crunch and they just encourage people to work on the game whenever they encourage people to take vacation. Yes. And they, they released such a nice game for it. Like that was awesome. Well, it's like uh, before we started recording, I was telling you I was playing that uh, 13 Sentinels game. Yeah. And then before that, like we, we had just talked about how you, you had platinumed uh, Phoenix Rising, that it was yeah. Phoenix Rising. And I had started playing that because I was so fucking tired of cyberpunk. <laughs> I, it was nice to put a game in that just worked and looked pretty and did stuff. And it like, I hit this button and that effect happens immediately. Like that's, it's all I want, man. You know, like just bring it, bring it, do the thing, finish it, give it to me in a whole state. I'm old enough to remember the PlayStation two. You couldn't send a buggy game out on a disc with no internet access. Yeah. It's almost like the internet's become a crutch for all these developers where they're just like, yeah, we'll sell you an alpha state game for 60 bucks and then uh, promise to fix it over the course of three years. <sighs> but it, it's, it's not, sorry, it's not, not even the uh, 60 bucks price point any, anymore because you have a 60 bucks gets you the base game. 
you right. have right. pre-order bonuses, you mm-hmm. have expansion packs, you have mm-hmm. season passes, you have battle passes, you have mm-hmm. exclusive skins and all of the microtransactions that you can buy, like some weird currency for a single player game. Oh, man. Like, Whew. it's not $60 anymore. No, it isn't. And they bumped it up for the next gen, right? Do you remember the horse armor? Skyrim, not Skyrim, Oblivion. Oblivion, you remember that? People lost their fucking shit over that, man. You thought that we would never see another piece of downloadable clothing again after the people threw the tight At least the one that you have to pay for. Oh, and then they did it. And Son of a bitch, it. they did it. <laughs> and then it became a norm. Yeah, now we just, you know, try to mitigate it. It's almost like getting a game without, you know, DLC or microtransactions is that you, you found a unicorn, you know? But the best one, like the best one when you're talking about the microtransactions and everything, the best one was when the European, I think it was in Amsterdam, in Holland, in Netherlands. Okay. When they were, EA was investigated by the anti-gambling uh, body. And oh, they, yeah. Uh, during the, during what, what they called it, surprise mechanics. It's not yeah. gambling, it's surprise yeah. mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what the fuck gambling is. Yeah. Gambling is surprise mechanics. I'm like, oh, you're very clever. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think that's half of their game is just finding new ways of saying shitty things. You know, it's... <laughs> How to circumvent anything. Well, and you think about all these developers, like their their contract, you know, like very, they're not like salaried. They're not guaranteed their gigs anymore. You know, a lot of them, they finish a project and they kind of float for a while until they can get another project or they start pre-production on something else. Like it's not a stable industry at all. And, you know, most of management just likes to burn the shit out of the people. They'll just burn them out because they know they'll find somebody else who really likes video games, but hasn't like listened to the stories yet. And you know, I think that wave is starting to crash now. Yeah, know? it's they they are just toppling over because it's it's you have a finite amount of resources. Yeah, and at some point it will get known how toxic a certain employer or environment mm-hmm. is. Yeah, and they will just give up working there. Yeah, yeah, it's like they say: you never quit a job; you usually quit your manager. Yeah. Oh, lordy. Oh, hey man, I want to I want to thank you though, man. This was great. Uh, thank you for your time and the insight and uh, helping me kind of kick the walls open on this a little bit more and be a little less ignorant when I say things. You know, like <laughs> don't worry, I can just jump in anytime and help you become oh. less ignorant about Poland. <laughs> I am more than willing to. Uh, yes, yes, you are now uh, Mr. Z foreign correspondent for Low Life. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, man. Well, thank you very much. Uh, and uh, thank you all for listening and this little uh, slightly shortened episode. We will uh, be getting back to you regularly. Uh, hopefully we may record before the events of next week, whatever they might end up being. Or uh, we'll record at the time of them. So y'all stay safe, take care, and have a good one.
Ja. Warum?